Have a few minutes? You won't believe what you can do with it. Open a Regions checking account online in as little as five minutes. Then enjoy award-winning service and banking tools and tech that help you live in the moment. Learn more at regions.com slash live in the moment. Regions Bank, member FDIC. Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studio in the Gas South Convention Center, it's time for Gwinnett Business Radio. Gwinnett Business Radio is presented by Regions Bank, member FDIC. And greetings and salutations, everybody. It's your slightly annoying co-host, Stephen Julian. Welcome to another hopefully award-winning edition of Gwinnett Business Radio here on Business Radio X from the Gas South, uh, or from the... Subaru of Gwinnett Studios inside the Gas South uh, Convention Center. I'm, you know, hey, I was late this morning. It's all my fault, but this show is going to be much better than my tardiness. There you go, Harper. Word of the day. Word of the day is tardiness, right. and you were kind of and I lived it tongue tangled over uh, where, where we are and what Which we're doing. Which studio here and yeah, all that. So yeah. uh, thankfully, we've got a fantastic guest who's going to. Just take us to new heights, and I'm going to get out of your way. Yeah, for clarity's sake, let's just say that Sam Crenshaw, who's here with us today, is there anything you don't touch, Sam? It's unbelievable. So you can do. High, does anyone know more about high school sports than you? No, no college you. football broadcasting. You've been in studio and on the radio. You've got your own show with 92.9. Uh, it, we're going to talk about a lot of different things, but welcome okay. to the show, Sam Crenshaw. Great to be here. Great to be in this place. It's pretty amazing. Good well, you had to drive a whole two minutes to get here, right? I mean, well, did you go thing. through the light? That you know, you know, you know, all the guys <laughs> eating donuts there with 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 the blue lights. You yeah, know, you, you want to hang out with them, but this is this is local for you as well. It is. It is, and to have seen uh, the you know the potential and the, the the layout for what this area is supposed to become, it's nice to get over here and see it take uh, taking shape and developing, and have this. Uh, have the studio. Here. Well, it's they want impressive. to put a hockey arena in for Scythe. What's, yeah. uh, what are we missing here in Gwinnett? What, what's keeping us? Raise the roof and put it next door. Yeah. Uh, we're a whole lot more convenient. We're right off the interstate, and people already used to coming this way for sporting events. Um, I would hope that they would consider that, but they seem, they seem to be seem to be so long for Scythe. We'll see. They're not going to get the team in the next year anyway. They're going to stay in Arizona for another season. Yeah. So, if, um, if, so we'll if see. Arizona and hockey can figure things out. They're, well, they're playing in a place with about 5,000 seats out there right now. So they're, they're playing yeah. and they're losing money. So, But, but uh, they don't have 5,000 people that are going <laughs> in those 5,000 seats. And, and that's, that's the thing that's, that's amazing. That's the thing that's amazing because what attracted that team there? Retirees. They figured retirees in Arizona would do it, much like the retirees in Tampa are doing it for that team, mm -hmm. you know, and for Florida, by the way, who now in the, in the Stanley Cup Finals. So that, that's what they were banking on. And for whatever reason, it hasn't happened. And so it looks like that team will be looking for a place, either Houston or here. And um, from the people I've talked to, kind of on the inside, involved with the ownership over here, um, the commissioner didn't want to go downtown Atlanta. How about that, Stephen? Sam already's got a given a hint about you know I, <laughs> you know the people that I'm talking to. No, no, he which didn't is say in a different. Like if it's a he different it, place, well, no, Sam such, has access to, right, to, right. to a completely different audience than what we have. He said it with a lot of gravitas and a lot of you know yeah. I've got, he's got people he talks to that no, which is why the the new place they're talking about is outside the downtown area. Yep, it is. It is. Um, getting there could be could be a deal. I don't know people who enjoy driving up Highway 400 every day. That's always pretty pretty interesting experience, uh, just the traffic that's out there. And that area is so busy. And if you're going to put another place mm -hmm. that's going to be an Avalon just to put the next exit up from Avalon, mm -hmm. so yeah. I'm, you know, 
the, the whole potential for that is we'll, we will we'll see. see. Yeah. We will. We will. We know what happened with the Braves. We know what you, you know, the Braves, it was basically a real estate deal with a baseball yeah. game thrown in, right? Yeah. And so that's what we're thinking it's going to be, a real estate deal with hockey thrown in. Yeah. We'll see. Hey, uh, do us a favor. Uh, let's go back a little bit down memory lane. When you first started in broadcasting, it wasn't just football, basketball. You, you have a NASCAR background. You've got a tennis background. You, you touch so many different areas of sports and the business of sports. Uh, talk a little bit about when you first started and your ability to kind of um, fine-tune where you wanted to go and, and, and the direction that you ended up taking. Yeah, I'm, I'm a Southern boy and native of Alabama, and you, you kind of lean yourself on what you – See, growing up, and so which was, is Roll Tide, which basically is, in Birmingham. It was Roll Tide, War Eagle, and the Allison Brothers. Yeah, that's basically what it was. Who was it? Bobby so, is Bobby your guy? Um, Bobby was was what? Yeah, Bobby was good, and then later Davey. You know, so um, knowing them, they were from Hueytown, right outside of Birmingham, and raced over Talladega. Never dreamed, you know, no chance of going over there to see it. My, no way, my dad was going to take me over to that. But I did get to see everything that came through Birmingham, everything that came through Legion Field, be it, you know, be it um, uh, an all-star game or be it uh, NFL exhibition that brought O.J. Simpson to town, where number 36, 36. not 32, he was, a, he was a rookie with Buffalo. They came, yeah. to, they came to play the Jets. Uh, and Joe Namath was sitting out. He sat during out that, during that yeah. time. During that time. That was during the time I think he may have been technically retired. Did he have the Birmingham flu? Because a lot of times when you go to Birmingham and you, you have a night out, you get the flu. No, no. OJ may have gotten it. But, 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 but name of didn't, didn't come to town that was the disappointment was to have him, the Heisman Trophy winner, on the field along with, sure. you know, that, with, with name of playing for the Jets. Real quick, yeah. big, big games at Legion Field. Mine Incredible. was the game in 78 at SC, 77-78 when SC came to visit. And that was before I, then. That was, I, that was I, like, I met Lynn Kane and know Lynn, and Lynn told me stories about that specific game. Yeah. That, you know, and, and for those that are listening that may not recall, uh, they didn't play a lot of their big games on campus at Alabama. No. In Tuscaloosa. They would go to Birmingham. Yeah. Well, back then, the, the schools, a lot of the SEC schools are in smaller towns, and so they would go to the bigger cities because that's where the alums were. They took the game to the alums. Uh, and the same thing was true in Mississippi. You know, in old Mississippi State at the beginning, they played in Jackson because who was staying in Stockville? You know, no one. No, no, no slam on Stockville, folks. <laughs> no, but, but, but I'm that just saying. a little bit of a slam. <laughs> but, but, but that was it. You know, you did that. And, you know, well, this past week we're debating whether or not the Florida Georgia games should stay in Jacksonville. That's a whole different set. But you know what? That, 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 that is business. That is business. You know, Pat Dye comes to Auburn and decides, you know, why do, why do we have to go to, go to Birmingham? You know, we got a nice stadium here, we won our games here, and bring our alums here and their checkbooks back to campus. And that is why, you know, Alabama took all their big games home and, and, and Auburn did the same thing. Ole Miss they spruced up their stadium, they did the same thing uh, down in, uh, at, at Starkville. Even Arkansas, they were playing games in Little Rock. They're big games that would be nationally televised, when well, Arkansas would get to be on national TV. Uh, we're in Little Rock, they all took them back up to, uh, to, to, to campus. So, um, you know, that's just the change that went on. The neutral site game kind of went away. And that's, that's about business. You know, that's about business. So uh, we'll see. I, I, I don't know how a Georgia-Florida game on campus would do, uh, considering what happened the last time Florida came to play at, at Georgia. I don't think anybody would want to see that. I mean, Spurrier kind of beat the brakes off of them. Would you want to relive that? Plus, plus, we'll ask the Georgia man over here, where are you going to put RV City? At, at the airport? 
You know, I mean, the, the think about it. To move it out of Jacksonville. 316. It'll the, be on 316. You're just, you're going to put a slide. I'm just saying that's what that game is part of. It's part of the experience and the atmosphere. It, it, it's not something I think you would do on campus. But there are people who want to. My thing is I think it's a ploy to get more cash. Right? We got McGarity down there who was the athletic director of Georgia, who did work at University of Florida, who was a Georgia grad, and now he's like the Gary Stoken of Jacksonville, right? So his deal is to shake the tree. You know, get Kirby's, Kirby wants to shake the tree and a good kid catch. They're going to keep the game in Jacksonville. Well, and, and it's, it's fascinating as you're telling that story of how they would take the game to Birmingham mm-hmm. for the alum. Right. The business decision, the business of sports over time, mm-hmm. what, those, what all those colleges, especially in the SEC, realize is, okay, what do, what do we need to invest to keep the game on campus and have the alum come to us? Better facilities, bigger stadiums, more seating, all that. So so clearly you've kind of seen the evolution of the business, especially when it comes to college football. I believe one of the key things now and one of the main topics that that I know Harper wanted to bring in the studio to talk about is is now we're seeing a massive shift to NIL. Yep. What are you seeing? What uh, you know? Let us get out of your way. You just you have the floor. Whatever you kind. I mean, it's as open ended a question as I can ask because it seems to be the wild wild west right yeah, now. Yeah, it re- it really is. And you 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 put something out there that is a good idea, but you didn't put guardrails on it or or training wheels on it, so to speak. And and I think that's the big problem with it. You just turned it loose, and it's ended up being something that it wasn't meant to be. We got the NIL summit in town this weekend for three days. I went to it last year and attended it. I thought it was very well done, very well structured. It wasn't just about guys getting millions of bucks to play football. It was all sports. If you manage your social media right, you can get something. You know, those are things you get to. And the average student athlete, you're going to give them an extra five to 10 to 12 grand for a year. He's happy. He's very happy, you know. And so uh, it's kind of bad that NIL gets the rap that it does because people are using it as an inducement. I was telling somebody last night, I was telling D. Led. D. Orlando Ledbetter of the AJC. I was, I was last night. I said, I said, do you have a bow tie on? Absolutely, always, absolutely, and a seersucker suit. Unbelievable. Uh, (laughs) To to watch Atlanta United. He's living the gimmick, man. Uh, But, 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 uh, I would said, hey, you know, we talked about. He says, well, he would have paid the kids, but should a freshman, an incoming player, get more than guys who are there? I think NIL was originally designed to reward the players who would help the universities achieve all their financial success and whatnot, notoriety, the guys who were there, not somebody you're trying to pull in. And that's the thing that they didn't do anything to police it. Now you got the collectives, and I don't know how you police the collectives. Well, and it's funny. They they set this up and said, well, the schools can't be involved. Well, okay, I mean, how is that going to work? And so these collectives are supposedly the, well, that's not the school involvement. It's separate. What I'm wondering is over time, Let's take football as the biggest example. It tends to make the most money. Football, you've got these, they put money into facilities, they put it into nutrition, all the, all the health care the players get, all the training, all, all that stuff. That all comes from ticket sales and boosters and alumni. If clearly NIL, the money that was going there, some of that. It's not just, oh, we found this additional source of money. Some of that is going to siphon off of that. So at what point, I'm wondering down the road, do universities have to go, well, we can't provide this anymore, or we can't provide that anymore, or we're going to, hey, you're getting paid. We need you to pay into, you know, the the players have to cover certain costs. I wonder if that's one of the things that, because hopefully it expands the pie. Uh, yeah. Hopefully there's and, – and certainly players have every right 
to protect their name, image, and likeness and benefit from it. I just, I just wonder if over time there's going to be just less. Because I, I remember a story of Clemson putting in some water slide or something. You know, right, right. And I just wonder if, well, that's easy. Let's trim the fat off that. But yeah. I just wonder if it comes to a point where the universities are like, we can't provide the services we used to provide. Well, it, 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 it's already not becoming about facilities. Everybody's talking about facilities. You mentioned water slides and players' lounges and all that type of thing. It's not about that anymore. It's about what you're actually going to offer this kid and their families uh, for them to, to, come, to come there. Like I said, it wasn't originally meant to be that, but that's what it's kind of become. And so, um, you know, you want to see at what point somebody stops and says, you know what, this is as far as we can go with this. You know, and, uh, you know, up in Athens, a big investment has been made. I mean, it's, and it's yielding championships. That's what it's designed to do. It costs money to be there. Um, it costs money to get there. Now that they're there, you want to stay. Um, so it's something kind of new in Athens. They've been doing it over in Tuscaloosa for some time. But who's the coach that screams more about it? The guy over in Tuscaloosa. He was screaming this week about Southern Cal. Last week, last summer, he was screaming about Texas A&M and Jackson State. So, so he's somebody else he feels like is getting the upper hand on him. Uh, and obviously so. You had some players that left both Georgia and Alabama and they're not up at Southern Cal. You know, so that's – that's the other part of it you got to get to. You got to you got to put some type of training wheels or something on incoming players. Mm-hmm. It was designed to be something to to uh, hey let's let's cut something off of the guys who helped us achieve this. You know the guys who are there. And if you're doing that, then I think most of those guys are going to stay. You know, women, men and women athletes will probably stay in place rather than take off. I think one of the best examples I heard last year. I think it was Hooters. Forgive me if I if I got it wrong, but you know Hooters went to a ton of the top colleges and their offensive linemen. Mm-hmm. And we're like, we just, we want to kind of that one, we want that to be our thing. And so offensive linemen from many different colleges were part of this one deal. Mm-hmm. And I guess it was per college. So I kind of see that a, a national brand who can go, how can we get a return on our investment Absolutely. by finding the right type of player or the right section of the country or something like that as as somebody who does financial advising as a profession uh, independently i'm uh, one of the things i've also said is uh how long until we start hearing unfortunately the bad side of this which is players who aren't given good financial advice and aren't saving up putting in taxes and you know i'm amazed when i'm in the business world of i come across business oh yeah i haven't paid taxes in four years i'm like uh what huh uh." so imagine a teenager who isn't given good advice or doesn't understand the system well i think you got people who are in place for that i think that's some of the people who are downtown this weekend the the people who saw nil coming along and they you know they've created a a business they created a Mm -hmm. business of taking care of the business Mm -hmm. those young people young person just go to class and go play ball and we'll handle this for you and so that's kind of uh, something that they've created i'm looking at the speaker list of people come I don't know any of these folks but but they're but but they're folks who have gotten involved with it but NIL and, and that's their business the business of dealing with NIL and the different avenues that that it takes it's created a whole different lane trickle that down a little bit because you've mentioned uh, Bama and Georgia of course uh, let's add Clemson they're just down the road a little piece right okay. some of the most amazing college football in the last 10 years has just been right in our backyard mm-hmm. um, and that all comes from somewhere, and that's the local high schools. Uh, you've been uh, an advocate for high school sports for as long as I've known you, and much longer than that, I'm sure. Um, how good is the state of Georgia? And for a parent that has a kid that's either going to high school or in one right now, um, they don't have to play football, but being a part of the experience of what college sports is about, there's there's a pretty nice little 
pathway for, for all of them to really enjoy the time that, that they're in high school playing football or basketball or swimming. Well, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, there's so many great athletes here in this area. And not just that, though, but you got school systems, you got administrators who get it. You know, and that's the other part you have to have. They have people that has to come from the top. And so um, you deal with the high school association. The athletic directors of the state are so kind to invite me to come down and emcee some of their uh, events each and every year when they have their, national, uh, their statewide convention in Savannah. And you get to hear a lot of the exchange of a lot of ideas that they're doing and things that are coming up uh, for the high school athletes. We prepare folks in this state well for whatever it is the infrastructure, and so whatever sport there is, you can find people that come in and recruit our folks. My, my slogan is, if you're not recruiting Georgia, you don't really want to win. <laughs> yeah, you, no you, you, you really don't. You, you can know? close your eyes, throw a dart at a map, and hit some kid, you know, not hit the kid, but I mean hit a spot <laughs> no, you don't where there's, there's someone in that area that could play for you. Right, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And, 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 that's, and that's what we have, and, and, you're, and you're happy about that. You get concerned about some of the programs that want to be IMG Academy, and, and that type thing, you know, but but still there are a lot of kids who still want to be a part of the teams in their communities. They want to play with their friends. They've grown up in that system like we've seen here in Gwinnett, you know, with, with, the, with the Gwinnett Football League. Kids grow up in different communities, and uh, th their goal is to go and play for those high schools growing up. You know, they wear the uniforms that look just like the high schools in their communities. Yeah. And so um, that's a really cool thing that we get to see out here where we live. Hey, talk a little bit about – uh, a student that isn't involved with sports particularly on a team, but would love to broadcast. Or is it, is it easier now? For it, when you started, when I first started, um, I, I knew a little bit about sports or a specific one in football to where it was easy for me. How would a kid today? Uh, do you need a camera and a phone or something? You know, you got to have access. But what, what would you recommend for someone that wanted to at least consider? I would like to eventually be a broadcaster, just like Sam Crenshaw. Yeah, I'd have my own radio show. I'm on TV all the time. How would you recommend going about doing that? No, I'm start just like you said. You already have what you need to go to work. Um, it's just a matter of what it is you want to cover. And I would tell them, you know, start out with something and get something that's going to be unique, something something unique, and something that can be yours. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, get that interview or that something that nobody else has. That's the thing that's going to raise your profile and raise your value. They go up, you go up with them. And so that's what I kind of tell young people. You don't have to go to games to cover due to our time we had dealing with the virus. We probably can go on a laptop and watch the game on TV, sit down at the laptop. They're going to sit down the coach. You can interview him, do a complete story. Never thought I'd cover a game when sitting at home. Yeah. Uh, but but, 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 but it, that, that has changed too. And, yeah. and that technology is not going away. So young people can, can, uh, can use that as well. I was going to ask this question, you know, Harper, yeah. you guys were talking about high school sports and, and talking about, especially if, if you're not recruiting in Georgia, you don't want to win. I love mm -hmm. that quote. So I was going to ask you, as someone who's covered high school sports for a while here in the metro area, talk about some of the things you've seen or some experiences you've had, not with the top recruits, but the, the beauty of sports is you learn teamwork, you learn camaraderie, you learn, you learn so many life lessons playing a sport you've been able to see not just the top recruits, but you've seen people who are never going to play at collegiate level or professionally, but you see, you see victory, you see passion, you see life. Yeah. Talk a little there's bit a, about There's a joy the, too, Sam. That the Steve there's just a joy of being a part of the team. You Absolutely. Know? Just being a part of it and just having that, that kind of attention exposed to you and, and being in that type of environment, the lessons that you learn, obviously we don't want those to go away. We do something uh, on the radio on our, our scoreboard show on Friday night called school days. 
And we've had some people, some of the top people who come from this area who participated in sports at the highest level. We bring them back, we talk nothing but high school. And they will all say, echo the same thing, the lessons that they learn, the, the teamship, the, the, the teamwork, the, you know, the, the cooperation, uh, learning to share, and the lessons they learn from their coaches that they still live by that have carried them throughout their lives. And so that, that's something that you, you hope young people will want to experience at some level. Um, and I always say Friday night is a place kids want to be. You know, even if you're not playing, if you're in the stands mm-hmm. with your face painted, if you're on the sideline do, doing something to help your team, um, or if you're doing a part of a broadcast, mm-hmm. because you know, almost everybody is, you know, is being put out there on some platform, be it radio or online, and plugged into that. That's a big part of it, and that's something that uh, I think young people should be a part of. So I think it's great. I've seen that change down through the years. But the thing you, you get to see in this area you talk about the big high recruits, and we know the five-star folks, um, but there are the other kids who are part of it who just get a chance to go out and play and discover they can go and play somewhere. Mm-hmm. And to me, those are the the National Signing Day stories that kind of stick with you. Um, Meadow Creek is a school here in town, here in Gwinnett. Uh, that is very diverse. Their football program has struggled because American football is not the first sport that many of those young people play. And I remember going there once. Uh, they won like two games. I mean, they've come along now. They're, 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 they're a team that's right there, the playoff contention in the last few years. Uh, but they were struggling, and they won about three games. And the coach had a kid who was from the Latino community, and he had found a junior college that was going to take this young person on. And the kid found out, and he was hiding from the coach. He didn't want to leave his family. He was afraid to leave his family. Um, And the coach had to, like, track him down. And on signing day, his parents were there just crying. I mean, there was such an emotional scene. That's part of what being a part of high school sport can do. You know, they wanted him to go ahead and go. They knew what he could do. They were happy for him. Absolutely. But he was afraid to leave. (laughs) And coaches chased him down. Can you imagine that? A kid I'm not wanna, going to school. I'm going to cut class. A kid, and, a, a kid, and, and, a, a coach. You know, get, somebody's recruiting your kid and got some money for college, and this kid is hiding. Are you kidding, kid? Come out of here. <laughs> I, my personal experience was I wasn't very good, and I got better. So I needed a smaller school. There's nothing wrong with you know. We were talking about the big ones, but mm-hmm. we do Georgia State. We have a, so many guys that we see year after year mm-hmm. that aren't even three star. Right. They just want to play, and they give everything they have. They find that niche where they go, I couldn't make it at Bama or UGA or even at Tech, but I want to play, and I'm going to show somebody I can't. Somebody didn't look at me, or the the stories are abounding, and and they're all different unique for every one of the players. But uh, we get to see that every Saturday in in the fall with with Georgia State, the the kids that get a chance. There's 90 more kids in the state of Georgia that get a – almost all are from Georgia. There's there's a few from some other states. But they get a chance to play, Sam, and we get to, you know, we get to talk about them giving everything that they have the same way that the five- and four-star guys do. Absolutely, absolutely. You just want a chance to be a part of that Saturday afternoon experience. And, you know, that's the thing. And like you said, Harper, you see the light bulb go on with some kid who maybe coming in as a freshman, trying to figure it out, and about the sophomore year, by the end of the sophomore year, 
they're out there making plays. They're doing great things, and the, and the team program rises up, and we've had a chance to experience that. We're speaking with Sam Crenshaw. We're going to get back to him in just a second. I do want to remind everybody that Gwinnett Business Radio is brought to you by Regions Bank. We all know that keeping your company's financial future on track means having the right resources to support your growth. Regions Commercial Banking offers you lending capabilities and strategic solutions tailored to your needs, and you'll work with a team of experienced bankers here in Gwinnett. Discover steps to take that can help move you closer to your business goals. Regions is here to help. To learn more, visit regions.com forward slash commercial dash banking. Regions Bank. Member. FDIC. Oh, wow. Hey, okay. You know, got right. a headache yeah. from that bell. How about Holy that? cow, man. They warn you hey, speaking you of the round future, two. <laughs> future and sports and everything, um, I always enjoy visiting with you because you always have a different angle. Talk a little bit about the future of sports, and one of those that you mentioned to me a few years ago that has really developed is eSports, and our producer and really founder here, Mike Salmon, mm-hmm. has a, a specific take in that. We'll include Mike in the conversation as well, but talk Absolutely. a little bit about eSports and the direction that that's going. Uh, it's, it's amazing, and a lot of it is happening here in Atlanta. You've got some, a number of cities that are kind of like hubs for it in the, in, the, in the country, and Atlanta is one. It kind of ties into the film industry. If you matter, you know, the things that are being done and developed, the technology that's going along with that has allowed esports to to uh, to really grow and take off uh, here in this area. So uh, it, it's been fun to, to watch, amazing to watch, and the fact that you know it's a varsity letter sport. In high Georgia school, High School yeah. Association yeah. is a varsity letter sport. There are some colleges that are offering scholarships. Uh, Georgia State has been offering some scholarships. Yeah. There's some some. Uh, there's a college. Oh, what's this college up in Pennsylvania? Um, they are offering full ride scholarships for for, wow. for esports. Wow! Um, so it's it's pretty amazing the, the direction that that has taken, and the people who've been involved with it has uh, been the other. And thing. this has all happened in I would say almost the last ten years. Is yep. it is it not? Because yep. because when my I when my sons were getting into high school, it was star- I was starting to see articles and things, and it's just it's exploding. It really has, um, and it's been something that's been an online phenomenon. Some people have tried to bring it to TV. Turner had E-League for, for some time where they turned a studio into like an arena. They had bleachers. Yeah. People could come in and watch. They did a pregame show. They had play-by-play people. It, you know, yeah, it's unbelievable, right? Well, I, I, the generation's younger than us. Oh, yeah. I, I am fascinated by their fascination with watching someone playing something online. That yep. I don't – now, I, I, I love watching sports, right? Yeah. But watching someone – controlling someone with a controller that I don't get to the point though that you know what we're bringing the EA Sports college game is coming back you know now that we've mm-hmm. got things done with with NIL um, but you think about this at the very top level of sports they get it how long has the Madden game been along and, mm-hmm. and it's been very popular and now with NBA so they get it they, they feel like it's another way to lure fans in for the future uh, and can give them a version of the game that they can play. It comes down to money, right? Absolutely, absolutely. It very much, very Follow much. Follow the money, Sam. You mean really? <laughs> that we should do that. That's, that's great advice. That, that's ex- that's exactly what, what what has happened. And like you said, when you see it, just think about the game at its highest level. And are they plugged into it? Absolutely. Well, here's the thing that intrigues me because at ninety two nine, back when we started, when. Atlanta United was just a concept that Arthur Blanket. There were the SEC guys, the good old boys that were saying, it'll never make it. Well, it won't with you, but it will with some other folks yeah. that love it. And they come to the game and they have a great time and it's just a different source of revenue. The E-game, oh, it'll never make it. Yeah. Guess what? You're, it won't with you. 
But there are so many, as, as Stephen said, the kids that are out there. And we got a kid that we know just right. How far is his kid? He, I know <laughs> Connor's not here, but Mike is eight feet away from us. That yeah. is deeply involved in this and could be drafted. Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead and uh, oh, share a little bit about yourself. Let's have producer yeah, yeah. Mike. Producer Mike Salmon, everybody. And Mike, what was it, Mike, what was it like for you when, when Connor first started telling you, uh, Dad, I think I want to play this game. Go to bed, right? You yeah. Go to bed. Get a real job. Yeah. 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 But he, and he's going to. He plays. He's, he hasn't been drafted yet. He almost got drafted last year. There's only two rounds in the NBA 2K draft, and he's hoping to be a first-rounder next year. But uh, he plays full-time. He makes money. He makes good money playing online tournaments all the time. Yeah. Can you explain how that – I mean, so he's he's not drafted in the NBA E-League. So what's below that? What? So these are – he's there part are other of spon- There are other sponsored leagues right. where you have sponsors that will actually pay for your entrance into these le- into these tournaments, right. and then they get a cut of the, the winnings. And so the tournament takes place uh, uh, you know, over a weekend or over a, a, a couple of weeks, and he is with – Over a couple of days typically, yeah. and they can be a lot of times there – you know, that you can play from your house. Mm-hmm. But they have annual tournaments like in Dallas. Right. They're hoping to have one in Atlanta soon. But, I mean, he's traveled to Dallas and Houston. Right. Didn't others, you go to Philadelphia? He was in Philadelphia yeah. recently. And yeah. so the tournaments And you are, can make good money. Right. The tournaments are sponsored and there's 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 winnings and then those winnings go to the sponsors who pay their entrance fee and then, and then a they, cut. And then the kids they split the rest. Yeah. And yeah, you go to these tournaments in Dallas or Philadelphia, and as Sam was saying, I mean, you got an audience, you got a crowd of people that are pay, buying tickets yep. to get into these venues yep. to watch them play. Right. And, and to your point earlier, I, you know, I asked him, I said, "Who wants to watch these kids play games?" He goes, "You watch sports, right? Yeah. Don't you?" It's I mean, a different sport. That's it, the realization. And it's different. And also, we talk about those sponsors and people who get involved with it. There's a big expo. That right. goes on with them. So when they come to, so there's, there's a, you know, when you have those things like that, it's a lot, lot of money. It's going to change hands. Yeah, let me ask you about that, because, because one of the reasons we brought you on the show is not just your vast experience around sports, but also around the business of sports. The idea of the expo, the NIL expo you were at, yeah. esports expo, uh, and and all the way down to you know the Gwinnett Stripers doing a, a, a an expo before their season and letting people pick their seats. But but talk about some of the expos that you that that come around the city of Atlanta. So we, we say, hey, they do that for money, but there's more out of it than that. I mean, talk about some of the reasons why people do these large expositions. And I, I was trying to think of a different word, but a summit. Uh, I don't know. Maybe that's the better word. Because there's something else that is, off, that is offered to a sponsor. Another way that they can get before people, right? And more than just having a billboard, more than just getting your sign rolling by. We're going to set up this area. You can come and just display with what you have. One of the greatest expos I saw when I go to the event in Savannah with the athletic directors is the expo that's set up for people who have equipment and gear geared toward high school athletics. Who sells you those pylons that go in? Who sells you that electronic scoreboard? Who sells you? You know what I saw that was amazing? A thing, a robot that lines off the fields for you. No oh my God! Every way. equipment manager in the world wants one of those. <laughs> Come on! You, you can you can program that sucker, and it will line off the field for you perfectly, and you can sit back in air conditioning drinking your lemonade. Uh, think about the coaches doing the summer that out there in the heat, man. <laughs> a big old stripe going down one side, about to try to line up fields. 
this thing you program it. I watched it. It's amazing. What was it? The chefs? Remember the commercial? Was it a Snickers commercial where the guy was lining the field and he misspelled the, the cheese? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We wouldn't have that anymore. Right. We were the never going to have to no. deal Who with are that. Who are the chefs? But, but, chefs. That, but when I think about things in the high school <laughs> athletics that at Expo, they have yeah. an event every year because they, they have the athletic directors. They have the decision makers who's going right. to come down and, and invest in those type things. So it's great to see them there. The, the turf. Uh, which we got a couple of companies around the area that surprised that all the high school fields have gone turf because you got so many sports being played on it. But go back to esports for a minute. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, during the time we were shut down for the for the virus and nobody was playing anything except for Korean baseball at four thirty in the morning. NASCAR. Oh no, I knew it was going to happen, Stephen. NASCAR figured it out. They have an esport that is just like the real thing. The drivers set up in you know have the consoles and stuff. They set up in their house. And they, they had a racing league that was going on anyway. So what did they do? They put the racing league with the drivers, the regular drivers yeah. in the racing league, and they put it on Fox Network. Let's, let's, let's go with a broadcast. And people tuned in and watched it. And the thing of it is you got a younger generation who's right. tuning into that. Because they can play the game. They can play the game. And the older generation just wants to see their But, but they their, can watch their driver. Their driver yeah, they can watch the, the driver. But, right. you, but you can play a game that is just like the real thing. Yep. Uh, as a matter of fact, there's except young, there's no right turns. There's never a right turn. You know, there? The, well, never well, well, no, they got, they got road, road courses. Course. They got Come more road now. courses now. Uh, they're they're yeah. working on it. I know. Michigan. Yeah. So, uh, so I was uh, the only thing missing from uh, that was fantastic, yeah. right? And they yeah. figured it out. The only thing that would have, I think, made it better is if they allowed the fans. To finally get in the headphones of the drivers, and, yeah, you know, come on, you got to go faster, you know, yep, uh, yep, just yep. giving them, giving I'm them direction. Out of gas. Yeah, <laughs> well, that, well, watch out for that bird. And that's something you can do when you go to the track. You yeah. go to the track. You can, you can, you can get, you can get that, you can, and you can listen to some of it. Some of it's, it may not be, you know, G rated, but but you know, <laughs> but, but you but, but you you can do that when you go to the track. You now, did you listen. cut your teeth on NASCAR when you first started? No, in? man, I, I, I NASCAR. I was you know, after college before I actually went to a race. I followed it. Because it was something special in this part of the country, it was still very regional. It, it's not that anymore, to the chagrin of some, but to the excitement of others. When you're racing in the L.A. Coliseum, do you ever think you see a stock car race in a place that you went to no. see a lot of football games? No, never. I yeah. did. Never. You know why? No. Money. Yeah. yeah. Well, very, very much. Yeah, but not there. You know, that's that's not the right spot for it. You <laughs> yeah, know? it but, is. But, yeah, it is. It, it, the, the crowd, the crowd doesn't say so. Listen, you I watch I watch I watch motocross in the L.A. Coliseum. I yeah. used to love that on ESPN when they'd come off that, that big hill. Uh, yeah. That's fantastic. That's different, though. I mean, I'm just saying that's. Come on, it is different. It's a motor. It's still loud. All that kind of stuff. But I'm just saying there's should be another place to no, bigger they, track no, no. bigger track they, what they got what well, they got down but in fontana it snowed fontana and and vegas has one you're yeah. going to have all kinds of places but I if think you can afford the real estate but that's the thing to take the sport to people and we just talked about it with football right you're taking the sport to people or people having to come to a place you don't have to come to this rural area where you got this track you're going to bring it into the city in a few weeks they're going to block off streets in Chicago. You know how much money it costs to block off streets in Chicago in the middle of town? People can't come in there and do business as usual. They're going to have a NASCAR race through the streets of Chicago, Illinois. And, I mean, somebody's paying a whole lot of money. I think about here in Atlanta, when you want to get a block to do a film, how much the city of Atlanta gets, or here in Gwinnett County, if you're going to do a film or some, shoot somewhere, you have to pay for that time. Yeah. If it's blocking off a street and business can't be conducted, they're going to have to block that street off for the better part of a week. Has, the, game, a has the sport changed it, it, where 
there used to be two races in Atlanta, and now there's only one. No, we got two now. Well, we got, we got the second one back. We took it back. We took it. We took it back. <laughs> well, they, 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 recon, you, they, they reconfigured the track. They reconfigured yeah. the track. Atlanta's, Atlanta races like Talladega and, and, and Daytona now. There's a lot of lead changing. It drives like a super speedway. It's a lot of fun to watch, you know, and now they're going to do a night race. This year. That is coming up in, in, a few, in a few weeks, too. Matter of fact, that's the week after Chicago. Nice. They're gonna, so, yeah, man, that's going to be great. Can I jump in and change the subject? Because you're, ta- you're talking about events coming to Atlanta. And, I te- and Sam's a big tennis guy, mm-hmm. covers tennis. And we have a one ATP event. It's a, it's a 250 level. It's a lower le- very low level. That's why you don't get the big stars here. But Atlanta, as you know, with Alta, is, is the largest recreational league in the entire country. Why are we not able to draw one of the bigger tournaments in Atlanta? Because, is it because we just don't have the place for it? Um, I think the place they, they're, they're playing it proved to be – Popular with 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 the players, Atlantic Station. In Atlantic Station. Who knew that you have a retail residential area, which oh by the way, where we are, you know, it, it will, will will be um, to hold a, a tennis event, and and it works. Um, the the players are, are you know they appreciate being in town. They got a hotel there. If their family wants to come watch a movie. They I mean they do all the different things, the amenities that are around them to do that. They don't have to leave the parking lot to see Cirque du Soleil. They can see all that stuff. Well, they, well no, the court, the, 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 the courts are set up where the Cirque du Soleil I'm, comes. I'm teasing. <laughs> That's going but up. as big a tennis player that Mike is, and then you've followed and played for decades. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's it's um, it, it's been neat because Atlanta had a rep for a long time as being an area where people love to play tennis but wouldn't come out and watch. Right, and so this has had a chance to. Kind There's of been nothing to come watch, but right. I scratch yeah. my all, head, all I scratch my head well, when thinking about that. We we had an Olympic level facility at yeah. Stone oh, Mountain well, don't when get they me, did don't it. Get yeah, me but they what? just they didn't well, take show, advantage I show, of that. I show people pictures of that thing, and they said, "What? You guys tore that place down? What's yep. wrong with you?" Because they uh, didn't do events. <laughs> there. It was a baby flushing meadow. It, 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 it you know I I love that place. Yep. But uh, everybody say you built it at the wrong place. You built it at the wrong place at the wrong time, and people wouldn't come out to support it. And that's uh, true, right? Yeah, and yeah. It, and it, it never really linked up with with the Stone Mountain Park. The Stone Mountain Park people wanted nothing to do with it, and so that was the whole thing. That was a back entrance because I remember because I went out there, I saw Arancha Sanchez Vicario play uh, during the Olympics out there, mm-hmm. and um, there was a gate, and they didn't want anybody to man that gate or didn't want to hire somebody to man it. And anyway, it it, it it went away, and it was a shame. It made us look kind of silly to have something in our area like that and not find a way to make it work successfully. So um, well, and one of the one of the ongoing stories of something like the Olympics or the World Cup is now today is how stuff gets wasted or they build all this and then they never use it. Atlanta for the most part out of their Olympics got so much good out of it. Yeah. Got got the state, you know, ter- what became Turner Field, the Olympic Park, the you know, the horse park is still here. Still that, there. That's the one that I thought, well, that'll never last, Georgia, but it has. Georgia Tech Aquatic Center. Yeah, the yeah. Aquatic Center is fantastic. <laughs> the cement pond. Use. Yeah, yeah they're, so, still, they're still swimming in the cement it, pond. So <laughs> all, all that stuff. The the tennis is about the only thing yeah. that you would have to say. Well, that was kind of a failure, but it took like thirty years for it to fail, or twenty years. Well, for it to fail. but it was sat there collecting dust right. for the longest. But, but yeah. my thing is, what what could Gwinnett possibly get? Because we do play soccer in this area. We got youth soccer players coming up. We got a young man that's playing, a Tyler Wolf, uh, who's playing for Atlanta United, who's a product of this area. His dad went to Parkview High School. So I mean, we got a history of of um, of, of soccer in the area. What might this area get from twenty twenty six? that would be a part of the infrastructure here. And I hope that people here are looking at that as an opportunity to get people to come to uh, to come to, come to Gwinnett during that time. Sam, I wanted to ask you, um, 
you know, Harper mentioned you have a show. You've sat here and given us so much, and you've not once taken advantage of talking about your show. So you have a show on 92.9. Talk a little bit, uh, you know, give us a little bit about what you're doing, apart from just uh, have gosh. a great conversation with all I'm, kinds of people. But and and, but and this is enough, right, to come and do that. I think this I is fantastic. Uh, and I appreciate you guys having me by. Just the, the thing we do with 92.9 The Game, um, been there for a while. Uh, weekend mornings, myself and Greg Clarkson uh, just have a lot of fun. And weekend, we we are a show a little different. We kind of like your show with the, uh, we kind of like your your slippers and your robe on weekend mornings. Just get up and and tune us on, and we talk about what's happened during the course of the week. Um, he likes to do the casting call. He's involved in a lot of the the acting and productions that go on around the area. So he, he we throw that in. But we like to think we we um, kind of sum up some of the things and and get you set for next week. And of course during during the season. You know, we're like your lead in on Sundays leading into Falcon game days where you get Harper um, and get set for a team that we that we hope will be, I think, I'm pretty excited about what this team is going to be this year with the infusion of new talent, mm -hmm. another good draft class, and a year of maturity from the guys that were drafted last year. I look forward to Falcons having a having a playoff season. Perhaps we should let Harper comment on that. What are you, what are your feelings? Hey, that? it's kind of nice, Sam, isn't it, that they've got a couple bucks to spend? Yeah. And they spend all their free agent money on defense, pretty much. I mean, brought in a tight end and a couple wide receivers, but uh, I I'm thrilled that we finally have some guys that really not only the rest of the league knows. Yeah. But uh, you give Arthur Smith a chance to uh, work with these guys. We've had to wait two years. Yeah, we have. And when he got the job, he oh, we don't have any money. <laughs> we spent it all. Yeah. Previous good administration kind of. We don't have anything, but yeah, <laughs> go ahead and put put your uh, your your forty three man roster together. Yeah. Goodness gracious, it's just been it's been a struggle. So now he finally, um, if Desmond Ritter can can sling it, we're we're going to surprise a lot of folks because I think the preseason prognosticators. No, yeah. no, I don't think so. Yeah, yeah right. you better show it. You're Atlanta. 28 to 3. Yeah. Right? Yeah, 28 right. to 3. Yeah. That's all we need yeah. to right. talk about. Right. And so these guys can they, they can prove themselves right and a lot of people wrong. Yeah. There's been a lot of one score games with with the Falcons I know. the last couple of years. And so yeah. that, that you, you learn how to win. And but. a few bad calls, right? Uh -huh. Arthur uh, when Wes said once he goes Arthur Smith looks like he's going to combust. I thought that was that was the best word because as mad as that man, but his passion and his love oh, for the game is, is genuine. And so I think uh, some good things here locally are going to take place. Very much. Very so, much is what we're looking forward to. Sam Crenshaw from 92.9 The Game, from school days, from pre-show uh, pre for the Falcons. Thank you so much uh, for spending some time with us. I uh, hope you uh, enjoyed your time. And, um yeah, normally we tell people, hey, tell everybody, everybody just needs to go to 92.9 and, and apparently get a cup of coffee or a nice cup of tea or your morning energy drink, sit back and listen to you and Greg Clarkson. Yeah, I don't have a robe. Can I weekend. listen to the show if I don't have yeah, a robe? Even without the robe. Well, we'll, whoa, we'll, whoa, we'll, whoa, we'll whoa, put on whoa, something, whoa, put on something yeah. there, man. Yeah. Put on something, but, but enjoy I'll it. Put on something. Plug your, TV, plug your TV as well. You also do TV sportscasting. Yeah, tell TV, your... TV over at CW69. Uh, we're doing a, a, a really unique a newscast that we're doing there and I get a chance to be a part of something new and different and uh, they invited me to come on board so I'm very excited about getting a chance to uh, to do that in a little bit of a different lane so that's that's the life I've kind of known uh, for a number of years. So ESPN Plus with Matt Stewart talk and about that. ESPN Plus uh, doing some things also ESPN Plus with Georgia State uh, women's basketball which we are very excited about they have uh, a young lady coming in you may, some people may have heard of Scoot Henderson uh, basketball yeah. player, people's mm -hmm. his sister, 
uh, coming out of Cale High School is a commit to Georgia State. She'll be coming to play there. So looking to see some things change as far that with the new facility at Georgia State, which is which has really been set up a lot for esports. Mm. The, the the new convocation center that yeah. seats about 8,500 people for basketball. Um, so it, it's pretty remarkable what they're doing. Tech got to uh, Georgia Tech got to play uh, one of the first games in the convocate the new convocation center. So it, it, will, it, it will that next season. It will be Georgia State and Georgia Tech. Yeah. So uh, I, by the way, he's 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 a he's a, a media veteran. He when he talked about CW, which everybody should go watch him. He was like. Unique and different. Didn't didn't give anything other than that, which is basically what. Hey, you need to check it out. So everybody, <laughs> check out Sam on the CW or Georgia State Athletics or ninety two nine The Game or you know what? Just Google Sam Crenshaw and then follow him. So yeah, it's too bad he doesn't have his uh, toe in any of the pools. Yeah, I know, man. You got to get more involved, Sam. Come on, what's what's the deal? So thank you so much for being here. We appreciate it. Thank you for that. Harper, well, we appreciate you getting yeah. involved. And uh, Sam, love having you on the show. And if you love Subaru, then you're a part of what the Subaru experience is all about. Enjoy the big free, excuse me, enjoy the big savings and the hassle free experience at Subaru of Gwinnett, where people will love to sell you your next car. Visit SubaruofGwinnett.com, join their family today. You can come in and see the difference. If you're already a Subaruist, then check out their Facebook page for the latest news, offers, and community events. Mike uh, Harper almost said free Subaru on the air. So that, that would have changed the structure. If you'd like that. a free Subaru, just visit Mike and he'll let you have his. We better get a whole lot of Subaru uh, small-scale models, and then we can... That's what my dad I saw the BRX, that little sports car, last night. There's a blue, royal blue. Oh, my gosh, it's gorgeous. If you haven't what gone to the gorgeous new... Yeah, vehicle. their new facility here on Satellite Boulevard, fantastic. So go check out Subaru of Gwinnett. They will not give you a free car. <laughs> they they'll, give not, you a, they'll give no. you a good deal. Uh, so... Yeah, uh, hassle-free. You had Sam on today. We did, You didn't even get to the... We never talked about the Hawks, where they're going, the yeah. Braves. Well, you were pointing at your no, watch. No, no, no. We are... So I'm saying... we <laughs> I'm wearing a watch. I, did, I did not realize that Sam lives like basically like two miles from here. Well, so uh, you have to sound like to Sam back. needs to come back on. Let me air. know. Just let me know. <laughs> yeah. we, we go back through. Absolutely. So for our guest Sam and for our producer Mike and for Harper LaBelle, this is your slightly annoying co-host Stephen Julian. Thanking you for being here. We'll catch you next time on Gwinnett Business Radio.